Well, welcome along. What we're going to be talking about this week is how we can be of best service. And I think, you know, when I really went into my relationship and, and um, it was challenging or that I was frustrated at certain things that um, were happening to me, I recognised that Zig Ziglar had once said, you know, don't wish that it were easier, wish that I were better. And with that motto, I really just determined for myself that if I could use all of my strengths and all of, um, just be strong enough for myself to be able to get through every single situation and every single day in little bite-sized pieces, then I could remain as present as I possibly could to then be able to serve other people. And I think that that's a, that's a critical point that, uh, that can be a turning point in every single relationship. And of course, I've, I've sat with couples that have said, you know, we don't believe in divorce and, you know, that we're just going to um, hammer this thing out for the rest of our lives and, you know, but we're not going to like it, you know, because we, we promise we're going to be together. I have literally been in conversations where it has been very challenging from um, the point of view of each individual partner to be able to see that, you know, this crazy cycle that is going on within their relationship could be stopped just by one person. And so, you know, it's making that decision individually that, you know, I just need to be strong enough for myself. And when I'm strong enough for myself, I can become interdependent. And someone who's interdependent can be able to, um, you know, empower themselves in each area of their lives. And so we start just having a look and saying, okay, well, if I have a unique talent, what is it? Um, what can I contribute that is going to be of the greatest benefit in, um, in perhaps finance? So finance might be the strength. You know, I know with my talent that I can develop um, enough money or income to never have to worry about our financial future. So I'm going to focus on just working that project in 26 hours a week and that's what I'm going to focus on and I'm going to stay strong to that vision. I'm going to build a team of people around me who do believe in me, that can mentor me and um, be my cheer squad along the way. And I'm not going to look for that in, within my relationship because this is something that I would do for myself even if I was out of this relationship. And, um, you know, that's a very encouraging I guess place to arrive is when you recognize that anybody that contributes in any way to you in any form is taking off a little bit of the load and so I just started to think about if I had to do absolutely everything uh, within my relationship within my life um, well that would be the starting point where I would be and I would accept that that's that as an individual that they're, they're the things that I need to do as an adult. I need to feed myself, I need to clothe myself, I need to make an income, I need to um, look after my children, I need to have a plan for the future, all of those things that I would need. Now as I've got that happening, how would I choose to do that in the easiest possible way? In the most um, way that's going to be flowing with who I am as opposed to trying to go uphill or upstream. And so, you know, very easily um, you just do a time audit of, of things that you're currently doing and you look when you're giving service to yourself or serving somebody else, where's the greatest joy coming? And, you know, so for me there's certain areas of um, of the mothering role that was causing me great amount of stress. I understand that one of my strengths is that I'm a perfectionist 
and therefore the um, I guess the double-edged sword to perfectionism is stubborn and so there were parts of that um, role where I was so stubborn that I was actually getting in my own way and creating a drama or a crisis when there wasn't one that actually existed and I find this a lot with um, with entrepreneurs or people that they have this incredible vision for what it is that they want to create and then when they're trying to create it if they haven't enrolled a good supportive team around them they can actually create more chaos than control and um, and push away their vision as opposed to have it attracted to them and firsthand I can tell you that is a very damaging place if you keep on returning to it and looking at the evidence every single day that um, that your vision is getting further and further away from what it was that you actually intended to create and so what is your intention around service and you know I just had to redefine my roles my role as a mother my role as a wife my role as a daughter my role as you know a friend a sibling um, an entrepreneur a manager a technician you know what was it that I could truly use my special talents and my special gifts to be able to serve people better and you know as we're talking about couples in in business that certainly meant that I had to focus on the roles that were causing me the greatest amount of psychological stress and so you know in my relationship certainly one of those was that I wouldn't have ranked myself um, very highly out of 10 for my role as a wife and so you know for me I started to gather a lot more information around you know happy couples I started to look at I was much more interested um, with listening to mentors um, people that had the kind of relationship that inspired me um, it was no good for me to go and talk to some people just because they'd been married for 40 odd years because when I actually looked at their relationship from a day-to-day -day perspective it wasn't built on mutual love and respect it was you know kind of well this is the way I cope I just don't tell them about this or you know I just get on and do it this way or so the advice that I was receiving didn't feel like the synergy that I was actually after within my relationship and so when I was able to find some mentors that you know could see my frustrations and listen to my challenges and connect with me to say oh okay yeah I completely understand this is what we do in our relationship and uh, a lot of the evidence that I guess the research that's done is that we would assume that if a couple stays together and gets on better that they would understand each other's strengths and weaknesses better I mean wouldn't that just make sense that you know that would be something that um, uh, that would be a given that obviously if um, you've got a happy couple that you are amidst that you would understand that um, well quite clearly they know each other's strengths and weaknesses and they work to their strengths well in actual fact when the research was done and I was I was listening to a, a DVD that Andy Stanley had recorded on how to stay in love forever and uh, he was talking about some research um, that was done and um, and it basically came back that when these couples were um, were tested on a, a management style um, organizational chart so you imagine you go into businesses and you have a look at companies that do very well they use that kind of psychological testing within couples and actually it didn't prove that these couples knew each other any better in fact the the statistics whether they they actually had no realistic view of their partner 
and that kind of intrigued me when I when I was listening to this um, this audio thinking wow that's that's actually amazing what they found was that in couples that actually remained happy was that they were um, if anything they had their partner on a bit more of a, a pedestal and so what he termed it as they were very generous around their partner and so what would happen is let's say for example um, you know their partner forgot to pay a bill and this had been something that was a bit of a trend that um, you know bills weren't getting paid on time instead of actually using that as uh, more um, ammunition to not trust your partner or be disappointed in their behavior they actually were more generous to say now I'm sure they were going to pay it they just got sidetracked with the kids or I'm sure they were going to pay it they just um, didn't make time because they're very pressured around you know this business dealing and it wasn't that it wasn't value it was that simply um, you know I could easily have done it myself I don't even know why I asked them to do it in the first place I'll just do that now and then not mention it and so when you start to understand as a couple of where do you go when evidence shows you that what you've asked for your intention hasn't been received as what you would have expected where do you go as an individual not oh gee I wish my partner was watching this right now because this is so what they need to hear because I always feel like I'm a disappointment where do you go what's important is that you are of most service to yourself and the best thing that you can do is find out for you what happens in these situations now you know for me personally I have always resonated with that kind of theory is that I would literally have everybody else up on these pedestals and myself in a bit of a pit and so very very forgiving when other people make mistakes and completely um, sabotaging and hurtful to myself when I make a mistake certainly when I have to admit that I've made a mistake is probably you know next to the worst thing that I have to do is ring my partner make that telephone call to say that you know I said that I'd be home at one o'clock and I've just looked at my watch and it's now 1.30 and I happen to be 40 minutes from home and once again I have you know over promised and under delivered and uh, and so although his words were that look it's okay it's fine the the feeling underneath the words was not that it was I'm disappointed or you know you've made a, you you've made an error in judgment because you've you know you've no skill around spatial or you've no skill around um, you know definite um, estimates so if I would say um, you know this month I expect to bring in X amount of income I remember one time we had this conversation and uh, and he said I just halve everything because everything you say is such an exaggeration of I've, I no longer um, project that I just halve everything and so that was very I guess hurtful hearing it from that but instead of being hurt what I actually did was took that on board as that's a weakness of mine and so you know a little chunk of me actually became a little bit more disempowered and I share that openly because um, certainly that is an area that we went to work on within our relationship and I can honestly say have completely healed that whole part of that relationship is that there's not any telephone call now there's not any message that I have to deliver that I can't deliver with confidence and um, with the right facts in the right modality to be able to get the right result and know that I'm completely supported in what it is that I'm doing 
because we've now aligned ourselves in terms of, you know, this is where I'm of greatest service to the family and therefore in terms of the value that I add, um, that whatever decisions that I've made has obviously happened for a reason and that there's a little bit of, um, you know, generosity that is given in terms of well, perhaps Kate was sitting with somebody who really needed her more than I needed her and I will trust that everything's going to work out absolutely fine. And when we can get to that place where we're trusting a lot more that everything's perfect, we can kind of, you know, hand away or give away a lot of that psychological stress that um, our expectations from what others have of us um, hold us back. And, um, you know, when you get a really solid team of people that are around you supporting you and, and that needs to start from you need to work out how you're best going to support yourself how you communicate, how you manage your life, how you're of service to yourself, um, then that is the most important thing. And you know, it's the analogy on the aeroplane, put your oxygen mask on first. Before you try to help anyone else, have you got your oxygen mask on? Are you serving yourself in terms of um, you know, eating well, feeding yourself well, exercising every day? Um, reading a little bit every day so feeding your mind things that are going to take you to where you want to be as opposed to just listening to random thoughts and your own thinking um, I know if left to just have my own thinking for a week or so I end up in a worse place than if I'm deliberate about the information I am inputting into my mind and that might just be when I'm driving in the car what I'm choosing to listen to what I'm watching on television, what print media I'm choosing to read, what books I'm reading. And just recognize that if you really make a decision that you want to empower yourself as a couple that's in business, and you really want to be of service to more people than just yourself, such as a team or to your children or you know your vision within your business, then it all starts here with this week, understanding if you could be the best you that you could be, and you invested your best skills and your best talent for serving others, what would that look like? You know, what, what is your actual special skills and talents? And when you can take um, you know, a snapshot of that for yourself and communicate that back to the world and say, look, this would be my ideal world. If I could just focus on these areas and those other areas I could minimize my psychological stress I know that I could be of greater service within our relationship and sometimes the answers are just so clear it might just be that you need to ask for more help ask for help in certain areas for me you know it's it's I can only ever talk about myself because I know myself well I don't know you as well um, but I'm hoping that as I do my examples it really strikes a chord to be able to understand that every client that I've ever worked with have these similar challenges that they have is that either money and finance is a real you know stress within the relationship and uh, and therefore if somebody else controls that money and that finance is that that can um, create a lot of pressure within the relationship and so what is the best way that you could serve yourself to be able to work within that area and it might be that you need a household budget that you can control um, it might be that you need to um, know with certainty how much money is being put away for retirement because you need some security. It might be that, um, that you need to do something for a few hours a day to mentally stimulate some excitement in your life and even though that may never generate 
um, huge amounts of income it's as of value as the person that you're living with who's creating all of the money because it's bringing back joy within your life because you're serving more people and when we came to a crossroads in this and I and I really recognized that um, you know our household our relationship wasn't as happy as it could be we needed to have an absolute halt on everything until we both found that place that we were actually excited about what it was that we were creating and you know slowing down to speed up is okay we took a good 12 months to really you know do a full clean out of this whole area in terms of if we could do whatever it was that we truly wanted to do what would that look like and that meant Kent going back and getting some more education, upskilling, um, you know, being able to launch back out into the world in a business that he felt congruent in, he was happy to do. And, um, and I needed to get my support elsewhere. And so how was that going to look? What would that cost? Would what Kent was actually going to do cover off on those costs? That was our number one priority. And uh, you know, part of being empowered is knowing that what you're doing is of service, not just to yourself, but it might add some contribution um, into the household, even if that is from an emotional viewpoint. That now I'm back in my flow and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and so therefore I have more energy to put into the relationship, I've got more energy for the kids, I've got more energy in every different area of my life. And, uh, and that is truly serving yourself first. And so people say, well, is that selfish? Well, you know, at the end of the day, you come into this world alone and you're going to go out alone. And so what's really important is if you view this type of um, structure that you're getting is that you need to be uh, stable and empowered within yourself first, and then you branch out from there. So what kind of relationships are the most value to you? Um, what about your friends, family, teams, businesses? All of that come out in concentric circles. And we start from how we serve ourselves first and then how we serve others. That's just the way that works. All right, so, um, so when we're starting to, um, to look at this, it's really taking full responsibility for where you're at right now. Um, for me, that is taking uh, that irritations inventory to the next level to start to understand that this is a process that hundreds of people have actually gone before you and that you know the results are on the board. We have happy couples that are working through this process um, that come and sit with us and share intimately what's going on within their relationships and where the blocks are and where the challenges are. And usually it always comes down to one person is more unhappy than the other person but they don't feel worthy enough or of value enough to be able to go out and achieve success for them because they're either sacrificing themselves for the family or for um, the relationship and in actual fact it's causing so much resentment or so much anger or so much jealousy um, that in the end it's not going to be conducive for a long-term relationship base and so that's really where we're at we're coming into looking at your bases so you know when when we're looking to be of service to more people then I sat with somebody who um, had been in that complete mothering role her entire life, what I would like to term a mother goddess, who um, serving her family was just what was her entire pride and joy. And um, being able to just listen and, um, and ask questions and be able to you know, compliment and be in that person's presence without judging myself but saying, what could I learn from this experience to be better. 
So once again, don't wish I were easier, wish I were better. And you know, people when they're in their flow and they're really loving what they're doing can look in on your life and just in 10 easy minutes share with you their top five tips of things that they would immediately do. And so that's what I do. I just really humble myself to be around mentors to say, look, this role for you just seems to be so much fun for you. You absolutely enjoy what it is that you're doing. This would be the one area of my life that is causing me the most amount of stress. You know, is there an area in your life that I might be able to help you with and you be able to help me with this area and together as we buddy up, we're going to, you know, really take ourselves to the next level of mastery for ourselves mastering for ourselves, and you know within a period of 90 days I was able to um, contribute and serve my family so much better with those five tips and I every single day I'm so disciplined around those five tips and I feel confident I um, it has removed any guilt it's removed any of the jealousy it's removed any of the envy all of those emotions that used to run wild for me within that role for me as a mum have been able to be diminished because I simply humbled myself to go and ask a better question. You know, if you were me and looking in on me, what are some things that you would do um, that could ease up this pressure? And you know, isn't everyone always full of great advice? It's so easy to give somebody great advice if you're not in the situation. Because if you're looking upon the situation, you're not in it. You're not involved in it. And so, you know, this is where the humbling starts to, to come in, is that when you're, when you're truly connected to that service um, energies, that if you really want to be of greater service, then you come from a place of asking that the intention is that I'm ready. Now, some of you are not ready. And therefore, what I'd encourage is that don't ask for advice when you're not ready to implement that advice. And the reason that I say that so strongly is that, you know, it's about willpower and it's about credibility. The first one is if you don't have the willpower to fix that area of your life or challenge yourself in that area of life in the next 90 days, then more information is going to take you into overwhelm. It's going to put you in a bigger pit than what you're currently in. And clearly it's not going to take you towards, you know, joy and happiness and abundance all right so um, that's the first thing to know when it's time to look at different areas to empower yourself the second thing that I would encourage is that when you ask for advice you follow that advice and give active feedback okay so if that person rings you to always be telling them you know I've implemented those five steps and you wouldn't believe the results that I'm getting with that I am so grateful what are my next five steps because you've got to know that this thing is a staircase and that if somebody is completely you know in their flow with what it is that they do then realistically those steps go all the way to heaven that stairway to heaven actually exists and if somebody sees that you are an avid student of um, their principles that have worked for them in their life and they can share those with you then it's going to be a joy for them to serve you and so let's flip that around within your relationship how open are you to being served and we might call this receiving how good are you receiving within your relationships whether they're friendships whether they're in business whether they're at home um, for me that was a major area that I um, naturally enjoyed because I had um, a mother that I grew up with who 
had this incredible expectation that we would all serve her and the community was there to serve her and I'm so grateful that I lived in that um, environment to be able to see that everybody just stepped up to the plate. Nobody ever wanted to disappoint because her expectation outweighed everybody's discipline. Okay, so with expectation in leadership is the most important. And so, um, you know, the more that you're expectant and the more that you're telling that good feeling story that somebody's going to be able to help you with this and help you with that, then the more people that are going to step up and actually perform those tasks. And, you know, when I was a kid, I used to get embarrassed. I used to think, oh, please don't ask my friends, parents for more things, for charity functions, for, you know, things that are going to help you. And yet what I've realized later on in life is that people actually don't get asked very often to contribute. And some of their greatest memories were when um, my mum had just basically lit up the room sharing how grateful she was that that person was able to contribute in this way and they'd never been asked to contribute and it actually gave them the feeling that they were of value. And you know, that is an incredible gift that you can give people. And for me, now that I'm a mum and I actually realise that in order to serve others, I also need to receive. And some of the greatest contribution you can give is in asking for help and then opening up totally to receive that help and then being grateful for that contribution. Letting that person bask in the joy, bask in the glory of perhaps even going out into the world and telling everyone that they were the one that helped you in that area. And that's where that ego, you know, can sometimes kick in and sabotage your greatest intention. And, um, and for me, that's never been an issue. I am so grateful and thankful for anybody that can help me achieve my dream life. And I'm happy to give away all that kudos and all that um, gratitude and share with everybody in exactly who and what and why and how I've been helped and how I've been served because I really want to encourage more people to receive. You know, I had a lady that was um, sitting at my house and, uh, and she said, I'm just marveling in the fact that you have your dream life and everything that you want simply because you ask for it. And she said, I've just, I've only known you for, you know, 30 days or so. And yet every time you've wanted something, you've just asked the question to the right person and then you've got it straight away. You've picked up the telephone and you've asked and you've got that answer straight away. And she said, you know, I don't do that enough. I don't do it in my life. And I've just realized that, you know, that, that's silly. That's something that I can learn from you and that I can do. And that's all I want to inspire with this entire recording is that, you know, when I first started out, it was an embarrassment to me. I used to get embarrassed at my mum who would do this. And yet now I'm one of her greatest raving fans, an absolute advocate of the strategies that she's used, um, having been married, you know, coming up 47 years. Um, I just find her raising six children and everything that she has achieved to be such an inspiration. And I think that we need to have these role models and take certain parts of everybody to be able to combine and make you of greater service to everyone that's around you. And, uh, and as you humble yourself, it's kind of like a shedding process. That's what it feels like. You kind of get the courage up to voice it, to say, you know, I'm really ready to tackle this area in the next 90 days. Um, and then as you go through that process, you're going to hit up against lots and lots of blocks. That's normal.
okay it's recognizing the blocks are the blocks and not then taking it out on on your partner but actually asking for help to say my intention was that I really wanted to cook a home cooked meal four nights this week and you know what I just am overwhelmed with you know the the commitments that I've made within work and once again I feel like I've overpromised and underdelivered. like get the words out so that that partner can say you know what three times is so much better than what you used to do and we're so appreciative for for you bringing in that income we're so appreciative for everything that you you're doing and you're getting better every day you're, you're getting so much better giving that encouragement is just it's so basic but yet it's so so important and so, um, you know, flip to the end of your life and when you hit those blocks of psychological stress or pressure, what I do is I just think, what would I be thinking back on at this moment? Now, it's a very simple technique. It's something that I was taught years ago from a psychology point of view, is that, you know, in order to be an effective psychologist, what I needed to do was be able to sit in my seat but put myself in that other person's shoes and look at the world through their eyes. And you know, what I'd encourage is that you learn that skill with yourself. Take yourself out of yourself and place yourself over there on the other couch and look upon yourself and go, hmm, okay, what is going on here in this moment? It's actually just disappointment in yourself. It's that perfectionist streak. It's that stubborn streak. It's that, um, you know, that wanting to be better. Um, that grit determination, that impatience, like see it for actually what it is and then flip to the end of your life and say and, and how am I going to play that forward? Can I use that stubbornness to be able to ask a better question, to find and resource the better question? Um, you know, who could I sit with and ask for help? And that can dramatically change the course of your relationship. And that's all I ever did. I just thought, wow, I am frustrated again at this crossroads and whether that be around um, resentment issues, anger issues, money and finance, they were always my issues. They were never Kent's issues and I needed to disassociate myself from that relationship and serve myself. Why am I frustrated? I say this is my dream life, I'm creating it, what would I change about it right now? you know and they are called the blinding flashes of the obvious BFOs I've just had a massive BFO and I want to share it with you and if I were moving forward then this is the next step that would be natural for me to be able to solve that issue and as a partner to be able to support that person 100% okay so that's all we're going to do for this week is just really get a grasp on how could we best serve ourselves at the next best version of ourselves and get those real issues out and, and talking about them from an ownership point of view and, um, and as we move forward in, in this kind of chapter we're going to look at then broadening that service um, to expand on this viewpoint. So, um, so this week enjoy those exercises, have a look at where your pressure is coming up within each role and, um, and then redefine it for yourself. What are the character traits that you need to humble yourself around and ask for help and uh, get a bit of a game plan for success happening. Have a great week and good luck with it. Bye for now.